0: When I was made the app icon, you know, it was funny. We all had like a similar feeling. It was like a sense of validation of like what you're doing. Like we see you.
1: I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Yes, the Women in Tech podcast Puma Collection is now live and available at shop.womenintechshow.com. That's shop.womenintechshow.com. Make sure to send us a confirmation of your order because we have something extra special, a little surprise for you. Reach out to us on any of the social handles at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and we will make sure to get you the extra special surprise. The hoodies and fleeces are so sick. You guys voted on them, decided which ones we should roll with, and I absolutely love it. Check out the photos that we have on the site, shop.womenintechshow.com. That's shop.womenintechshow.com.
2: Hi, this is Dave Whalen, Rebel 360 by day, bespoke strategy by night. I've been listening to We Are LA Tech pretty much from the beginning. I love the incredible range of guests and how Esprit makes such personal connections with them. I learn about business, LA, and myself with each episode. You can connect with me everywhere at DJ Whalen. That's D-J-W-H-E-L-A-N. Join
1: thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's com slash community. Today, I rescheduled all my meetings to go spend time with a girlfriend and go for a hike, and man, was it worth it. I think we forget, especially when we're such driven people, how important it is to prioritize the things that really matter, our relationships. We have this culture of sacrifice, 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 but the truth is, Our relationships are what fulfill us. They're what's most important. Our relationships are who's by our side when we're sick, you know, on the bad days. Without our relationships, we have nothing. And so I'm really happy that I took the time, move all my meetings around, spend that quality time with a good friend and enjoy a sunset. It was perfect. So I hope you have the space to do the same. And with that, enjoy the next episode. The We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. And today's episode is a little special edition because yours truly was selected to be the icon of that influential new audio social network, Clubhouse. Crazy. Yes, you will see my face if you are installing or using the app. It's crazy. If you go to joinclubhouse.com, you can check out the app, reserve your username if you are not a Clubhouse member already. And so, this is a special edition episode featuring the icons of Clubhouse. And we have Julie, Erica, and me talking about our experience being an icon of the app Clubhouse. Enjoy.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: (laughs) Hi. So, okay, this is amazing. So, this is a special episode because the three of us have had this incredible opportunity to be the face of this new social audio network called Clubhouse. And it is so cool. We're going to get into a bit about what is Clubhouse to give us context, but first to kick things off in traditional women in tech style, why don't you go ahead, Julie, if you want to kick it off, go ahead and say a little bit about who you are and what you do. And then Erica, go ahead and say a little bit about who you are and what we do, kind of going in the order that we were the icons. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I love that. spree, thank you so much. What a great opportunity to like have the three of us connect and to have this common thread, right? around being the clubhouse uh, app icon. But then, you know, when you dig in deeper, you find that you have more things in common. So I'm Julie Wenna, originally from Houston, Texas. I am a filmmaker, hip hop storyteller. Uh, Jesus lover. And I work in tech. I'm a lawyer in tech. Uh, I serve at Airbnb as our global civil rights lawyer, focused on community and policies and products that are impacting our teams. And I also serve as our regional counsel for Africa. So I'm just so excited to be here and to share a little bit about myself and, and experiences in tech and, and also how we're more than who we are in tech. So uh, thanks for the opportunity.
1: Of course, Erica, kick it off. Tell us a little oh bit my- about
0: who you are and what you do. Oh my God, how do I follow that? <laughs> um, so I am Erica. I am. I live in Paris, actually, from the Dominican Republic. I was born and raised there and moved here nine years ago. I used to be a lawyer before. I I went you to law school. You got hospital. out? Yeah, I got out. <laughs> I did. So I am a lawyer, uh, not lawyer in tech, or former lawyer in tech. I don't know. So I've been working in the European tech system for for the past, most of the past decade. I was working at one of the first uh, French accelerators. uh, And then from there, I spent where I've spent seven years and then uh, recently joined the OnDeck team to launch us in Europe, the Middle East and, and Africa. So I'm really excited about that and, uh, and happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. This is so cool. And maybe one
1: day in the future, the three of us, or we'll do one-on-one like just episodes so we could deep dive into the whole world of tech and your backgrounds. Today, we're doing this like collective episode because we all have this really cool opportunity to the, be a community member, being the face of the clubhouse icon, which which is crazy. So for those of you who don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is this really influential new audio social network that creates highly meaningful relationships. I don't, it's just like this crazy, surreal experience where you walk away with friends that you do literally end up meeting in your offline world. It's crazy. And so Julie was one of the icons. Erica was one of the icons. I'm one of the icons. They're going to be picking a new icon. We don't know who that will be. They always choose a community member to celebrate and to represent what they have going on. So in the spirit of being an icon, how did you feel and what was it to you? And if you would share the experiences that you provide, because like Julie, I love your mixtape sessions in the Clubhouse community. So talk about a little (laughs) bit about what you do. Erica, same thing. And then we'll get into your backgrounds in the world of being the extraordinary businesswoman that you are.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. So I've had such an amazing experience on Clubhouse to your point. I've met people on the platform that have turned into real life friends and sisters and brothers and non-binary family members that I love deeply. And I joined kind of at the height of like the COVID Pandemic, right? Like we were in the space where people were losing their jobs left and right. Think unemployment rates. Um, I mean, they're they're continuing to increase, but they were at a height. I just found community on the app. It felt good to talk to someone outside of the birds on my window seal who would oftentimes fly away when I got <laughs> too close. It was just so beautiful to talk to strangers in real time and and share similarities, even though you're complete stranger. So to your point around the mixtape sessions, you know, I run a startup called The Album and the Mixtape, and we're a collective centered around creating healing through lyrics and prose and equipping people with tools to pursue their best mixtape life, which for us is just stepping into your passion and your calling. As I was saying at the beginning, we're more than who we are in tech right? We're more than our jobs. We're so much more than that. And uh, we try to create a community centered around that. So, the mixtape session that you're talking about, spree, is when we take a community member and we dive into their mixtape. So, for example, Chris Lyons, who's my friend and he brought me onto the app, his album is he works at, as a venture capitalist, right? But no one knows that his mixtape is like he was a sound engineer, he worked for like So So Deaf, like he's got this whole music background. And he, like, has albums on Spotify around, like, mental waves that I, like, listen to to, like, help with the alpha waves. But he also has a wine company. So how do we explore a different side of you that people don't typically get to see or know about because it's your passion project? So that's kind of what I've been able to do with um, my team on the app.
1: What did it mean to you When they asked if you'd be the icon, like, what kind of special moment did that mean to you? To put it in context, for me, it felt like I was being recognized for all the community work I've done for so many years. For you and your journey, what did it mean to you?
2: Yeah, you know, I will say, I remember, if I remember correctly, they said something like, you can find Julie on here telling you a little bit about the law and equity or telling you anything about music. So I just love being, I really love being associated with music more than the law, if that sounds kind of crazy, (laughs) but um, there are a couple of feelings that I have. You know, I think as a black woman to be recognized that way, when oftentimes society tells us that we're not allowed to occupy space, or if we occupy space, we present or come across in a certain way that felt deeply moving and and deeply symbolic. The album and the mixtape, we created a film around Black women and healing. And in some of the conversations that we've had with the Black women, like finding out what the common thread was, it was centered around feeling at the bottom of the totem pole, but always doing most or a lot of the work. And, you know, to be recognized in that way, like we appreciate what you do for the community. And also, you know, this is like a whole nother added layer that, that Erica, maybe you have some experience with or can speak to. In many communities, you're also dealing with colorism issues. And you know, color is a protected class in mean, the United States law. Like, There's race and then there's color. You know? So then there's that added factor of I'm a dark-skinned Black woman. And to be presented on the app icon was heavy. And not just for me, but for other people you know, um, and to hear people who joined the app, like I saw a black woman on there and that was encouraging and that was motivating for me. I felt like I belonged here, you know? So
1: I love that. That's so beautiful. How about for you, Erica, what did it mean to you to be on the app and like also what experiences have you found in being a part of the clubhouse community?
0: Yeah. I mean. You created our
1: welcome experience.
2: (laughs) Like, hello, can you please talk about that? For real, because Erica is one of the people I first met when I joined the app. And like, we had like a lot of conversations. So I was so happy when she. (laughs) (laughs) See, back in the day, you'd fall asleep on the app. You'd wake up in the morning. You'd still be in the room alone and everybody would talk about you the next day. Your true friends would tuck you
0: in and they would remove you from the stage. This was before the tucking in. Yes. <laughs> that was the real test. Um, so yeah, I was one of the first, like probably a couple hundred people to be on the app around the same time as Julie joined. And for me, it was right at the time where I had quit my job and, and the world was like literally ending. So I had a lot of free time and I just found myself, you know, spending a lot of time on this app, just connecting with people and and doing what I love, which is, you know, meeting interesting people, having conversations. And we just like, we had really deep conversations, but we also had really silly conversations. And it was just such a natural thing to be on it. And then what started to happen was that, you know, for example, we noticed that whenever we would invite someone, we would want to like give them a warm welcome. So we started creating like welcoming rooms. And a lot of this was with uh, my friend, Andrea, who's was, you know, Julie was talking. Yes, about people Andrea. The app, and they become like, she's like my sister now. Like, it's like, we talk all the time. And, you know, like somebody talked about like the evolution of the clubhouse friendship, which is, which is like, you start on clubhouse and you move to Twitter and then you move to WhatsApp. And then like, <laughs> you move to real life. Um, and so that's kind of what's been happening to me uh, with a lot of people that I met on there. And so we started hosting these welcoming rooms and then realized that we were repeating a lot of the same information. And Andrea and I drafted up this document called the onboarding guide, like unofficial onboarding guide, which has been seen probably by thousands and thousands of people at this point. When I was made the app icon, you know, it was funny. We all had like a similar feeling. It was like a sense of validation of like what you are doing. Like we see you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. (gasps) We see you. We see you. That. It It was very that. And And also like, I've never really been active in any other other social network. Like Instagram is not really my thing. Never really, I mean, I'm active on Twitter, but not as much. And like through Clubhouse, I really found like my voice, you know, ironically, because it is a voice app, (laughs) but I did feel like I found my voice and I found a place where I could truly express myself, you know? And so that was very meaningful.
1: I love that. It's been so cool. And and my experience for everybody listening, I actually play the audio. Maybe I'll incorporate it into this episode. I play the audio on Twitter of when I first found out. I happened to have caught it like on a voice memo. Coincidentally, I wasn't planning on it. It's very sincere. For a little something special, here is my genuine reaction. Literally, I happened to have captured it the moment I found out I would be the icon of Clubhouse. I was completely surprised. And so, here you go a little peek inside my inside world. What? What do you mean? I'm, can I fall off my chair right now? Can't even get to your second message because I can't even believe your first one. I'm like dying. The love that you just injected into my soul and my mind and my spirit. And like, I don't know, you even, I'm going to start crying. You've been asking me that. Like I have literally, oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm like being ridiculous, but I have like
0: served community my entire life. And it is so hard. And for you even considering me and acknowledging me this way, like, I sound like I'm giving a fucking Oscar speech or something. It's just, that's a really fucking big deal. And I can't even believe it. Like, oh my, like, what the fuck? Oh my God, thank you. That's like insane.
1: One of the things, the experiences that I think I'm most proud of outside of, you know, podcast education and stuff that I do in the clubhouse world Some of you may know a dear friend of mine recently passed away and he, I'm going to like choke up for a second, but he like, he did so much good in the world. So in his honor and to carry on his legacy, I created the Delivering Happiness Room because I wanted to continue inspiring the joy that he wanted to inspire in the world. And the energy behind the room, the intention is to give and to receive and You guys, yesterday I did a delivering happiness room and someone was um, losing members in their family because of COVID and it was terrible. And the whole room said a prayer for her and like gave her affirmations. And someone in the room said, this is a high frequency room. That's the kind of magic in Clubhouse where it's not just an app. And I know, Julie, you have a story that like really resonates with you. And I don't know if you feel like sharing it publicly, but like these kind of moments are a reoccurring thing in this app where we're just so supportive of one another as a community. And we hope to keep it that way. And with the culture that Erica and Andrea helped create with this onboarding, hopefully all of us community members will continue to like make it feel that sense of intimacy Julie, would you like to share your story? Would you prefer keep that for the clubhouse world?
2: You know, I can, I can, I can share it. It was the week that George Floyd was murdered. And that weekend, um, living in downtown Oakland, there were protests right across the street from where I live. And an officer was killed that weekend. I was afraid to go outside. I needed to go to the post office, which was just like a, a couple blocks away, like a five minute walk. But I started negotiating in my head how I must present myself, you know? And I needed to mail something. So I was going to have a package. So like, but I didn't have a box. So do I put it in my bag? Is it in a plastic bag? Do I wear a purse? What kind of purse is it? Like, do I wear makeup? Do I put heels on? Like, how best can I look non-threatening so I can walk uh, a couple of blocks? And I, I was, I was on Clubhouse and I, somebody had mentioned like, well, Julie, I don't know what to do to help. Black people, what can I do? What's something small? And I was like, look, I'm just trying to go to the post office and I'm so scared. And I explain it the way I did to them. And someone sent me a LinkedIn message and they were like, I'm coming to Oakland tomorrow to walk you to the post office. And I live in Los Altos, which is about an hour, hour and a half away. And they came, they drove, I guess, nearly three hours round trip to walk me a block or a couple blocks to the post office and that person is my sister now, you know, we're just, we're thick as thieves tight. Those are some of the beautiful connections that can happen on Clubhouse. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. So that was a really difficult like experience, a way to negotiate how to move in the world. But then, you know, having someone say like, I recognize, you know, myself and the amount of privilege I have and how I'm seen. So how do I use that to help you? you know, uh, was beautiful.
1: It's amazing. And I think that's what it means to all of us to be the icon. We stand for these stories. We stand Mm -hmm. for meaningful connection. And so I want to get into what truly excites me. And thank you for being so open, Julie, with sharing your stories I want to know more about you guys. And I know we have limited time on, (laughs) on today's episode, but we're going to do it as much as possible, but I would love to welcome you back for like one-on-one interviews. So we could do like deep dives. Cause all I want to do is like celebrate you guys like crazy. (laughs) So um, I wanted to share something
0: more, like about, you know, the special moments on clubhouse and how we make connections. And, you know, I forgot when I was talking about everything, like my experience on Clubhouse, like obviously the language rooms, like Andrea and I started Casa Club, which was the first club for like Latinx people to gather and for anybody who wants to to learn um, Spanish and also started the French club, which is now, you know, growing strong with almost a thousand people in it. But, you know, what I wanted to share about the the Casa Club story is that we have somebody who's been coming since the very beginning, who's uh, Francine. If you are in Clubhouse, you know who Frenzine is. She's yeah, super active. I love and She has been like consistently joining and like watching TV shows in Spanish and trying to read in Spanish. Stop. And like she's learning Spanish on Clubhouse with I us. Love I love it. I love it. Like, how amazing is that?
1: That's awesome. That's so good. So good. Oh my gosh. Is there anything more? I mean, I don't want to limit you guys. So is there anything more that you'd like to share about this experience or should we deep dive like as much as possible, deep dive in a micro way into both of you? Are both of you open to doing a one-on-one so I could like yeah. really deep dive into your Absolutely. journey? Okay, okay yeah. amazing. Okay, so with that in mind, so everybody be looking out for the one-on-one and we'll get those scheduled after this, after all of our daily meetings, we'll get that scheduled. We'll have them out soon. But when did you first become really interested in business or technology or both? And then what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten in your career?
0: That's a really good question. I don't know that there's like an exact moment I can point to, but I knew that after working in law for two years, I decided that I, that's not the career that I wanted to pursue. And, and so I left literally like I left my country, I left my career, (laughs) I left my boyfriend at the time, (laughs) I left everything behind and moved to Europe to kind of, yeah, I just find my way. And I started to read, at, at the time I was starting to read like blog posts, like Paul Graham and like the, the tech news. And I just really felt enamored by the ingenuity uh, of these people who think that they can change the world and that they can have an impact in the world. And something that drew me to law in the first place was kind of to defend the defense less and like to, to have an impact in the world. And I thought, you know, tech was the next thing. So I started to, to work in, uh, in, and again, I was mentioning that, that first kind of accelerator in Europe and we built community and we, like it was a new thing in Europe, like doing, doing startups wasn't sexy. Like nobody, nobody wanted to like be an entrepreneur. They would rather say they were unemployed. We started to build that community and, and kind of teaching people that like entrepreneurship can come from anywhere and that ambition can be taught. And that was really inspiring as a journey. And so in terms of like that, then my career just evolved from there. But something that I've been excited about is in the, in, in the last couple of years where, you know, community has, has received a lot of spotlight. It's something that I've been doing kind of naturally throughout my career, but I don't think that it has ever been valued. And now all of a sudden, like community is a good thing. And it's, uh, we're all talking about community. And, and so that has been, has been really positive. I, I guess I would say the the one career advice that, I could say is that most of your twenties, you're spending, uh, I guess it's a bit of generalization, but this, that's the way I spent my twenties was, you know, trying out different hats and, and trying to see what works, what doesn't. And then in my thirties, I focused more on like honing into my skills and what I'm good at and not, not trying to be somebody else. I have my own skills and my own like secret sauce and just kind of honing into that and valuing that and just, yeah, finding my voice. That has been kind of my journey.
2: I think I first became interested in business as like a fourth grader on the school bus. Me and my friend Chase used to sell candy on the bus. It was you know, both of us kind of coming from humble beginnings. It was our way to like make money. So like, I'd go to the H E B grocery store in the morning, you know, and I would buy the dollar pack of Reese's peanut butter cups. They used to come ten in a pack, and then we'd sell it for a quarter. Then we make like two fifty off of that dollar investment, or one fifty profit. Then I'd buy like the bags of blow pops, which had like eight in it for a dollar. We sell them for a quarter a piece. So this whole notion of I can invest into something, sell it at a, at a profit, you know, and, and at a rate that's not like exorbitant, like too much money. Right. I'm not charging a dollar for a blow pop. Um, we're not price gouging here. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, kids are on the bus and the prime time is on the bus. Cause like, you're kind of hungry. You haven't had the breakfast yet and you're like, Ooh, sugar. So we would like go through our candy in the morning. So like before we even got to school. So I think that was my first intro into business, but I didn't know it was business. For me, it was, you know, finding a way to generate additional income from home. That's what that was for me, but I didn't fully appreciate it as business. And then, you know, to Erica's point, like my whole career has been centered around community. You know, after college, I went into public service and, worked in Harris County, you know, kind of in politics, but it was all around, centered around people. And I spent nearly a decade in federal government. So I've always been dedicated to service. Airbnb is my first kind of business tech opportunity. So it is, you know, it, it took me a while to get adjusted because I was like, wait, we want to make money? Hmm, what about the people? And they're like, well, we're still serving the people. You know, <laughs> and, and so like that's that shift, was something I had to really wrap my head around. And I think working at the Department of Commerce also helped me with that because I was then able to see business through a whole nother lens. Like this is how we use business and profit and money to help the people. And I think the one piece of very sage advice that I have received, all things work together. And and that that is scripture. Those are the words of my parents, you know, and our rearing and growing us up in the Bible So all things work together for your good. And it doesn't say all good things, all amazing things, all bad things, but all things. So understanding that your life and your experience and where you end up and what your calling is and what your purpose is, you know, like I'm thinking of Erica's story and how she's like, I practice law, I was doing this. And then I was like, this doesn't resonate with me. But I bet in the role that she's doing now and in the impact she's having now, she sees that all of those things, nothing was bad about that experience. It helped her into who she is today. So that's probably the one piece of stage advice that I really received. All things work together for your good.
1: I love that. I love that. I love that. My mentor always says it's leveling up, but sometimes you don't know like what the how the levels will impact your future. And so sometimes early in your career, you feel like, like I know I was a graveyard waitress, right? And so I remember calling my mom so frustrated, like, oh, I hate my job. All I want to be is an entrepreneur. She's like, this is part of it, honey. This is part of it. This is your journey. And so it's That's it's right. funny. And like, as a waitress, I learned a lot about hospitality, right? You don't understand- how the skill sets that you're acquiring throughout your journey add up later that serve a higher purpose. It's so
2: cool. Let's just say this. Anyone who has waited tables, worked in the restaurant industry, like to me, I waited tables for several years as well through college. That is the number one job that has prepared me for life. If I had to pick one, it's that one dealing with different personalities, catering to different, like, you know, you got that one, that one regular who wants their iced tea with (laughs) with the white packets of sugar, they don't want any sweet and low or any equal <laughs> or any like they want, you know, no, they want the white sugar. So just, you know, I worked at a call center. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Or S- even service. like this, right. Or even rushing around during rush hour when all the tables are sat at the same time and you're like listening for the food and running around. <laughs> Where can everybody connect with each of you? Uh, Julie, you want to go first on this one?
2: Yeah. So you can email me um, at Julie at album mixtape and on the socials, Julie mixtape on Twitter, and you can follow the album and the mixtape. So that's where you can find me. And just in case, can you spell it for everybody? So oh, yeah. Yeah. So Julie, that's very good call out. Julie, J-U-L-I-E mixtape M is in Marie, I-X as in xylophone, T as in Tom, A-P as in Paul, E um, and Julie at J-U-L-I-E at album, A-L-B-U-M, mixtape, M-I-X-T-A-P-E. So like your album and your (laughs) mixtape.
0: Awesome. And Erica, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at Erica Batista, just like my name is spelled E-R-I-K-A-B-A-T-I-S-T-A. Perfect. Yeah. So as I said, my DMs are open then uh, I'm on Instagram, same handle. And uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Are there any last thoughts that you wanted to share with everybody before we all say bye? And this is like an intro to the one-on-ones. So like, I'm really excited for those. Any last thoughts before we all go?
0: I will say, I see you. I don't know why I want to say that. I see you. Mm,
2: mm, mm, I actually mm. love that. That's deep. That's deep. I think I would follow that up with, Prioritize yourself and your happiness and your goals and your purpose without apology is what I would say. And, and then finally, such, a, such an honor to share this honor with the two of you
0: mm-hmm. and to
2: be, be here on this oh podcast. God. Yes. yes,
1: I totally. Yes. Feel the you two same. are fabulous. <laughs> I totally You're feel well. the same. Thank you. Oh my gosh! First of all, just thank you for your time, your investment, your heart, your spirit, your character, everything. I will see you guys in the next episode. So now we all just say bye to everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye guys. Enjoy your bye. meeting. <laughs> right bye. on through
2: Thank you. This was so good. Thank you. I know. It was All so right, good. let's get
1: the one-on-one scheduled. Like, I'm for so
0: sure. excited. All right. Yeah, bye. We'll Have bye. a great meeting. Bye.
2: bye. Hi, this is Julie Wenna. I'm the senior counsel for community and the acting regional council for Airbnb a community-based organization connecting people around the world centered around belonging. I'm based in San Francisco, California. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, everyone.
0: My name is Erica. I'm head of EMEA at OnDeck. We are the place where top tech talent goes to explore what's next. I am based in Paris, France, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
1: So as if being the icon wasn't exciting enough, then Clubhouse community member, now one of my friends, Rami, made me a custom rap. I flipped out. So you're about to hear it now. So cool. He goes by Kosha Dills. So look him up on Instagram, K O S. -S 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 H A D I L L Z on Instagram. Check out his new album, Nobody Cares Except you, dot com. This beat is from Kosha Dill's original song, Tommy Pickles, from his new album, Nobody Cares Except You. Check out his album on Nobody Cares Except you, dot com. Enjoy. I hope you like it as much as I did. It's so much fun. Cool rap for a spring devora what up though i got a rap for respect
2: pocket she a g woman in the startup game the game freight. one day she grow up to be a hot mom until then hit her up and spray dot com little clubhouse the new face of the app that's right, the new face of the clubhouse app had to come through, kick a real tight rap, respect the flow, almost 300 episodes, yo. Product class productivity clubs 2013, living in the little clubhouse, repping, no need to brag. She got hello, customer podcast podcasting, brag, action, content, take knock, partnership, education, skate coach, sneak head, flying lift. What else can we say before she get it in? Make sure you share this and thanks for listening. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast podcast welcome 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 to the podcast welcome 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 to the podcast of the spree now listen up please welcome 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 welcome, welcome to the podcast welcome 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 to the podcast welcome to the podcast of the spree what up G? custom rap by kosha Dills.
1: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
0: Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Sarah Tran.
1: Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.